Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. And if you're ready to unlock conversations where you can be wholeheartedly yourself, then come on in. Hello, Alex. Hello, Emma. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm also doing well. Dealing with a cough. So I will I will try not to project any coughs into anybody's ears but if that happens I'm very sorry uh, <laughs> but other than that I am I'm great I'm good all right beautiful do you feel like you want to dive straight into conversation today um or do you want to do a little grounding how are you feeling I I would love for us and for anyone listening if they are to just take one breath just mm-hmm. take one breath with the awareness of our feet and our seat one or the other and just take that one breath together okay yeah, beautiful so on three one two three hey there that's all good actually thank <sighs> you're welcome you're welcome and now i will dive in and i will say So I've had an interesting thing happen to me this week where I have discovered something about myself that I did not realize I was doing. (laughs) So (laughs) Always fun. (laughs) I know. Um, So I will start by saying it's about money and I'm willing to be totally open about numbers and quite forthcoming about those kind of things. Um, It doesn't bother me. So if it, is at all triggering for you or anyone else then well no one else can say but you can tell me uh, <laughs> to, uh, to, to uh, take mind um, but yeah so money was oh did you hear that in my voice it's still yeah. still strange for me to talk about money um, mm-hmm. but money was like my entry point and my exit route from the sort of veil of the coaching world and it really which I think it is for so many people um maybe not the exit I don't know how common that is but the entry point because the coaching world is so heavily based around money and teachings about money um emphasis around earnings all these kinds of things that Mm. and it creates a very glamorous very alluring um, way of talking about money and about lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah so at a point when I left my full-time job hold on <laughs> she's coughing everyone just so you don't have a blank silence here <laughs> thank you um yeah so when I left my full-time job I was very I'd left without a plan without meaning to leave in fact there was a very strange situation where I got fired from my past job and then rehired and then I left of my own accord it was it was a whole toxic situation but um so I had no plan and no real like financial grounding no idea what I was going to do and entered the self-development realm out of desperation for myself in the hope that I could build something of my own I'd been wanting to work for myself for a really long time and one of the 
more coughing. <laughs> so sorry. It's one of those things where I don't feel ill at all, apart from the fact that I just cough every every few minutes. Um, but yeah, so I'd I'd been wanting to work for myself for a really long time, and my boss had used that against me. It was one of his parting comments to me that lodged in my mind was a you know if you really wanted to work for yourself you would have done it by now and like it's that simple <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like oh yeah if you wanted to write a book you would have written one by now like oh yeah let me just show you my pages of half-finished <laughs> notes or my title ideas or my desperation or my wish and all of my challenges that kind of couple together to create why I haven't written a book or mm. I can just say screw you yeah um, but yeah I, I so desperately wanted to work for myself and to create my own income I joke with with Jason with my boyfriend now that I am just thoroughly unemployable I'm not sure I could go back to it because I I wanted this so badly and yeah so I came out in in that frame of mind and in the sort of rebellion of leaving I was like okay well I'm gonna I've got to do something I've got to do something big I've got to make it to prove that this was all that this was the right thing to do and so fell into the self-development realm got coaching myself loved it um went straight into a sort of very idealistic very American style of coaching very you know everyone it was a particular sort of pyramid as you as you get into like those everyone was learning from one particular person it all trickled down everything was taught very similarly and that was what I thought I wanted to do and that was the style of coaching I thought was coaching Mm -hmm. and so that was my entry point and I thought that to have a successful coaching business to be a successful coach was to make those six-figure years to become a seven-figure earner like a seven-figure coach Jesus um I'm shaking my head right now in a disbelief or, or in concern and sympathy for the version of me who was so sucked in at that point um and yeah and so I was doing all of the money mindset things, doing all of the all of the teachings around how to widen your, you know, overcome your limiting beliefs around money and get those high earnings coming in and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And was so upset that it wasn't working. So so judgmental of myself why I couldn't make it work and you know that I wasn't maybe I wasn't doing it hard enough maybe I wasn't doing it long enough maybe you know I needed to write out 10 affirmations instead of five or maybe I needed to sit with my my beliefs for two hours a day rather than 30 minutes you know Uh, yeah repeat I am rich 44 times instead of 11 (laughs) exactly exactly money loves me (laughs) (laughs) oh I I don't want my laughter here to sound like judgmental about anyone who's in that place because I too have been there just need to make that clear like the laughter is at myself not at anyone who's going through this or or believes in it like yeah 
Like, yeah, there there has to be a sense of humor about it because otherwise there's there's either anger or there's sadness or there's you know yeah I have to release the weight of that of mm. that pain there but yeah it was I I did it a lot and that was why I thought having a business was I genuinely thought having business was sitting down with my affirmations for however many hours a day of of you know writing all of these letters to my future self all these present tense you know situational things mm. these visions I thought that was what having a business was and then uh, go forward maybe a year or so I realized that I that that was all I kind of noticed Sorry, I'm just hearing scratching at the door. That's why I got distracted. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of noticed that the there was like a secret source that like the people, the successful coaches were the ones who spoke about money. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like it kind of, it was that pinprick in the veil that was like, oh, so like you get to a certain point and then you talk about money and then you really reach a whole new stratosphere of earning because you are playing off a real deep innate human trigger like not even an individual person's triggers and and that style of marketing copy maybe is something is a whole different conversation but yeah it's something really really innate and I don't think any of us no matter what our income in is no matter what our history with money is I don't think anyone is completely released from a trigger point around money yeah and yeah so I was like oh my gosh like that's that's the secret if there is a secret of making it as a coach it is to talk about money and I was like that's bullshit that's (laughs) that's messed up like that's not um that's not why I got into coaching that's not the the hopes that I had for coaching um mm-hmm. because as, as well you know running alongside all of this idealistic views around business was a real love for the calls that I was having was a real love for working with people and for um for understanding people for connecting with people it was all fascinating to me so I was like oh I love coaching I hate coaching businesses um but yeah so this was sort of my this is the 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 groundwork for where I'm entering this conversation and so I kind of left it all behind at that point I was like money mindset stuff bullshit don't want to engage with it anymore left it behind and didn't focus on money at all I haven't even really I haven't thought about my relationship with money in a really long time like Mm -hmm it has it just hasn't been within the conversation for me like on some of our calls we've we've touched on it we've touched on business and money and earning and where I might be um playing into previous patterns or not unhelpful patterns but it's not been the focus and it's not been something that I've questioned within myself and then this week because we're we're looking into moving house we were assessing our finances and I looked in my bank account and I had 
four thousand pounds worth of money that wasn't like to be used it was just it was just money that was there and I have never ever this is a huge amount of money for me just as a as a prerequisite four thousand pounds to me is huge especially considering that I'm the type of person who as soon as I have it it's like historically just disappeared out the window Mm -hmm. I get paid I go out I go shopping or you know something happens and that money disappears and apparently what I have been doing over the last two years is secret squirreling my money (laughs) away (laughs) I literally have been almost subconsciously tucking it into because I've got one of the my bank has one of those things where you can put money in little savings pockets and it doesn't show up in your bank balance Mm -hmm. and in those little pockets I have four thousand pounds and some of it to be fair is to be used uh, for there's about one thousand five hundred say that will be used for my tax bill but that doesn't need to be paid until 2024 so I'm already going to accumulate you know money uh, in in between now and January 2024 so it's just it just seems to have happened Mm -hmm. something seems to have taken care like there's a part of me which has been really subconsciously taking care of me over the last couple of years and I had absolutely no idea I think because I didn't see it in my in my main balance I only saw it in like so I would we we went to the Cotswolds a couple of weeks ago and so a few months before I opened a little savings pocket and I was like Cotswolds and just put a couple of hundred in there to use for meals or anything that looked nice or whatever and so I used that then but yeah I've just been it's just been happening and I find this crazy. I, when I discovered that there were thousands of pounds, I was like, this is mad. I know <laughs> that's, that's what I'm dealing with this week. Wow. Oh, I love the story. And like, thank you for laying the groundwork. And congratulations on the part of you that knows how to do this innately, knows how to save, knows how to look after yourself, knows how to resource yourself um it's so beautiful and you know it's interesting isn't it because all of the action all of the money mindset stuff the stuff you were doing before like that was meant to do this right that that was designed to create what you now have savings and and yeah I you know I've been thinking about stuff like this too and and I a lot of my work with clients we talk about money because it's it is such a um sticking point for every human like you said and I sometimes think that those kind of processes they actually make you they actually make you more stressed they activate more of a stress response they put you into this place of being grabby and graspy mm-hmm. around money and like it becomes the be all and end all of, of your life of your day of everything it's like every and we put so much on it of like I will finally be okay if I have this amount and you said you know I think everyone at different no matter what you earn feels this and I totally agree I've worked with people who 
are extremely, extremely wealthy. And how they feel about money is the same as people who are in thousands and thousands of pounds of debt. So yeah. it totally is um, not about the money. But when you're doing those practices to try and get money, you're actually just reaffirming your lack like over yeah. and over again aren't you yeah all I used to see was was money everywhere like when you know thinking about um you know that like there would be practices about keeping certain things in your purse or about um Mm -hmm. looking at receipts or I can't remember everything now but it was all every single like almost like every action in my day whether it was getting a coffee or whether it was sitting down to do my work was was targeted around money and it was just exhausting and I think you know taking some time to think about it this week what I really needed was to be able to not think about it and Mm -hmm. that's what I've done over the last two years is I've really not thought about it I set up a, a process so at the like I set up like a, a thing like okay when I get because I get paid weekly from my part-time admin job so when I get paid that this amount goes into this pocket that amount goes into this pocket um, and so it was a very simple like like two second transactional thing where I'd put stuff in that account in that pocket and then it was done and a, this amount was my amount to spend that week or yeah I I tried to get well I am a month ahead in my finances so I like accumulate money to spend the next month and then put it into my account um and it's just it creates this I don't I don't have to think about it and I know that sounds so privileged it's and to a past version of myself and to some people it it will sound impossible um but I haven't thought about it and I've created this like real gentle buffer, like a, a gentle, almost like under sprung mattress for me just to sit on um, without having to be like, oh, but what am I going to earn? What am I going to do? Well, like, and yeah, it's, it feel it's, I mean, it hasn't felt like anything. That's the thing. Like that, the other advice is that money has to feel really good but it has Mm. to feel like really enticing and sensual and um and again that it's it's moving us into activation rather than like this hasn't felt like anything and that's been fine I I think it's it's fascinating because it sounds to me like you're acting behaving like a wealthy person actually wealthy people are not doing money manifestation processes they're not putting crystals in their purse they're not or they might be but they're not doing it for the money right they're not Mm. they're not doing those things what they're doing are setting up systems to help them manage their money well so that they don't have to think about it as much yeah and you actually shifted from acting like a poor person (laughs) to acting like a a person who's resourced and I think there's so much to be said for actually getting ourselves you know taking proper care of our finances giving ourselves budgets making sure that all our finances work so interesting I've been having conversation with a client about this very thing this week and 
something that I um I I thought about recently was it seems to me like people want a thrilling passionate fling with money they want like this love affair that is very like um you know kind of like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing right like they want this like exciting high drama yeah big charges like they want that with money whereas actually what you really probably want with money is it is more like a marriage right like a steady consistent um not always easy needs work needs focus in needs planning so that you can just let things flow like um it's not as exciting and it wouldn't be as marketable right like it's <laughs> it wouldn't be as exciting for people but that that's what I'm building now with money like let me build a marriage with you money <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly and that I think that's that's the thing like it's not sexy and it's not marketable and it's not like like okay I am putting this out there right now that this is not me talking about how to use your money or you know putting together any for if if you ever hear me release any form of marketing course in the future you can direct me back to this podcast and say Alex what the fuck are you thinking (laughs) because it um it would be so out of integrity for for me to 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 do that so this is not money advice or any form of like listen to me I've got all the answers but um yeah you can't then say look here's the secret because the secret is just like let's sit down and have a really honest conversation like and and to not and then to not even take that conversation really any further to just let it be Mm. whereas Mm. having a marketable business around based around money requires you to be constantly thinking about it and to be constantly um in like a in a back and forth and it hasn't it didn't feel safe for me to concern myself with money at the time um and what I have unintentionally done therefore is build safety Mm. because it was distanced and that has allowed me freedom within my own choices like allow giving myself money and I think earning a lot less as well Mm. I I was much more like it started because I had to be on a budget it started because I had to say that you are earning a maximum of a thousand pounds a month so how are you going to do what you need to do with that money and these pockets were just like okay I'll put five pounds in this pocket um and yeah it's just it's been really interesting to not well only interesting now to to not be involved in that conversation with myself to just let the subconscious take over yeah beautiful I love that setting up setting up systems that can support you for what you really want which is to not have to think about it yeah yeah because why why would you I can't think of anything worse. I can't think of anything worse than running a business that requires me to talk about money constantly, to think about money constantly, 
yes to be like embodied like to be the embodiment of money to to your customers because that's what you're selling yeah this is so interesting for me because um at the moment I'm I'm working on a number of small projects that are going to be things that are for sale in the future in my in my business and this um these two words money dynamics have continually been showing up in my psyche and um it I was I was wondering about like what is this and as I've explored it more um what what it feels like and I don't know exactly what it will become yet but it feels like a totally different take on like looking at your relationship with with money um but also being able to unplug from the idea that when you have loads of money all of your problems will be solved because because right that's the reason that people get so drawn into those businesses that are making these big hyper money focused promises um it's not the money right it's like what you think the money will give you Mm. and actually like I think there's you know there's a level there's like a particular level perhaps where um maybe money can give you a certain sense of of peace or well-being but I think there's I think there's some undoing that can happen there of like how how can you be at peace now right because I've had a lot of conversations over the years with coaches about money Mm. and something that I have asked every single person is like okay but right now like are you okay yeah like are you okay right now because there's this intensity of fear like I'm not okay I'm not okay I'm not going to be okay unless I have this money and it's like but you are okay you're okay right now the thing that's making you not okay is the fear right it's not actually the lack of money it's the fear about what the lack of money means Mm. and so money is such a weird thing right because for me it feels like at the same time as being extremely material it's really conceptual and I think our brains have a really hard time like distinguishing what even is this thing Mm. right especially now that we're not really using cash as much it's like just numbers on a screen and like it's it's so um strange for our minds to try and wrap our heads around so um yeah I just say this because I think I guess I'm wondering like is there a place where there could be something that a coach me in this case could sell that's about money that's genuinely helpful and supportive Mm. for the world or is it always going to have that tinge of I'm buying this uh, even if I describe it in the way that I just did is there always going to still be that tinge of I'm buying this so I can have more because I need more to Mm. feel something um Oh, it's so interesting. Um, avoidable for me right now after having this conversation with you. Like, no matter how much I say, <laughs> I mean, maybe I need to put at the top of it, right at the top, this is not going to make you more money. <laughs> <laughs> or it might do, but it's not why you're buying it. Like, um, oh, see, that's, I think that's where that's where I got to and why I said it would be so out of integrity for me because and this is a completely personal choice through 
you know, mm-hmm. the what I've navigated is that for me, it's not like it can't ever be yeah. completely free of that. And and also, you know, the the it feels to me like a like a self-circling um issue, you know, like it rather than you know, coaching is designed, you know, to help people or even, you know, spiritual mentorship or anything. These these things are designed to allow the individual to make changes within their life um, bolstered by the support or the guidance or the, you know, the um, whatever it is of someone outside of their situation. And as soon as we bring in this element of okay but this might help you with money there becomes like a specificity to it that I think takes on a different tone you know I think there's like um like if thinking about yourself differently thinking or a coaching relationship allows you to navigate your relationship with money differently then I think that's, you know, it, as you and I both know, it comes up naturally in conversations all the time. We can't pluck it out of a conversation. We can't pluck it out of people's lives. But when we start to say, this is something about money, where we are using that trigger, we are using that fear or the fact that we know that it's something that affects people, um, and we're also we're what I mean by a self-circling problem is that it then just creates more of itself. We can't we can't promise that through that teaching we will remove someone from their from their from those fears. We can't promise that. So if we can't promise it, we can't risk it. That's just where that's my own sort of I can't do that. I, and I don't it's almost like can you change the system from within the system I'm not sure I'm not sure that you can yeah yeah I agree I agree and it's it it's so interesting because I and I mean I I need to th- this is such an early stage concept for me wow. so it's hard to kind of see exactly what it is but something I know that's really valuable um because it's been personally really valuable for me is understanding more about the way that I think about money and where it came from Mm. and like and and in terms of not just how we think about money in the world not just um like the fact that it is a survival thing but like the impact of of my parents behaviors with money Mm. on my impressionable brain and the formation of my brain and like for me that then feels like less about money itself and more about like understanding who I am why why I'm the way I am and my behaviors um in relation to Mm. finance so there's like a bit of nuance here for me of being like okay well maybe it's not called money dynamics right because it's and this is where the dynamics come into play right it's more about the dynamics than it is about the money um but if people see the words money dynamics the fixation is going to be on the word money 
not on the web dynamics so perhaps it's a language thing there um, yeah and I th- and I think that is a really key distinction though because that is that is what creates this self-circling problem mm. is that the that there is the focus on money like the focus on money is is put in there and so I don't think it's a small distinction I think it's a really important distinction um to remove that word and yeah. that's not to say that you know that we should take away the freedom of conversation around money you know we're talking about it right now so yeah. you know there's we don't want to remove the fact that it will come up it always comes up to selling I guess is where the distinction is like yeah. those conversations are always going to happen we're always going to have to deal with money but let's not use someone's pain against them to, yeah. to make, make more of it ourselves yeah yeah and I think that's that's where the then um, you have to get really honest with yourself as a business owner, because at that point you are saying, I'm going to earn less from this than I could. I, I could I yeah. could call it. I could put the word money in there and I could make more from it. I will like I, I genuinely think that it will make more money if you put money in, in the title. Um, yeah. But as a business owner, we have to say, am I, am I personally willing to do that? Is that my aim? And yeah. for me personally, I just came to the conclusion that it couldn't be. And I had to, I had to be, and it's not always easy. It's not always easy to to do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could say the same thing about my move away from the human design projector niche. Right. Um, I, I know that my business has made less money since moving away from the niche. Right. Maybe because it's um, less findable, you know, maybe because people are looking specifically for that word and it's a way that more people were, you know, finding my work. But I think it's a similar thing. Like I had to, at that moment of feeling like this is dropping away, know there will be a drop in income following this decision and am I willing to be in integrity and make less money yeah. than not be in integrity and make more and like I know that for me integrity is so important so it was it was a kind of a not even something I really had to properly think about there was fear mm. over it but integrity's always always been so important to me but for someone who perhaps integrity is not such a high value and that's fine we all have you know different core values um you know that might be a harder thing so it's really complex isn't it or it might not even be a consideration like for some people who who do have a different value system they wouldn't even have the consideration um that that it would maybe not be 100% ethical in my opinion um and and that's that's their that's their road and that's totally fine that's you know I I struggle as someone who cares deeply about the ethics of my business like to the point of struggle as you know to the point of of real um fixation over fixation um and yeah I I have to navigate 
when I am creating problems for myself um, and holding myself back out because of this fixation. And, but yeah, as someone who knows that, um, I have to be aware that I care about it more. Um, And that, uh, and that actually ethics and business means different things to different people. There is no, there is no rule about what um, the ethical, what an ethical business is um because some people will only take it so far uh, you have frozen for me slightly Alex. some people will look at oh you're am i frozen am i back you're back now I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. who knows where i got to but yeah it it means different things to different people um and yeah that i have to be aware of that and then only look at what I choose to do yeah beautiful I love that and there's there is nuance I mean this week on my Instagram stories I have been talking about some stuff and on one of the slides someone said um we were talking about some stuff and and it, and it ended up with us saying like oh we're finding the the Instagram coaching culture like repulsive <laughs> in a way and um I had someone send me a DM and say like can you expand on this like what what do you mean by that what's wrong with it and I went back with some examples and I said one of the things I said was like hyper focus on money um hyper focus on results and and big promises and um huge amounts of money and all that kind of thing and um uh, you know she came back and she said yeah but you know what's wrong with women making money like we've Mm. we've not made money for so long like what's really important to me is is women making money so it's like if that's your value like that if that's something that's super important to you then fine like go for it I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong like this is where this money dynamics idea is coming in because I'm like we you know this person is the way that she is because of her life experiences up until now um the reason that 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 value is higher for her and and perhaps lower for me is because of all of these completely unique life experiences bundled yeah. on another billions of moments yeah. that brought us to this point and so um it's it's so cool for me to realize like there's no right and wrong in this because I think that this conversation could could come across like we're we're being sort of holier than thou and we're being like um this is right and like I really don't want it to come across like that because I may not be able to see why it's right for someone else but I do believe that every person is doing what makes sense to them based on the life they've lived so it's not to judge those people who are running these businesses. I personally don't want to be involved with them and will never pay them anything and don't want them on my feeds. But also, like, if that, that's where you are, that's where you are. Like, Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, that, and I think sometimes there can all be this sneaky undercurrent in a conversation like that that says, um, you know, you'll get there like yeah. you'll you'll reach my point of view at some point and I really I think we this was one of the first podcasts we we did wasn't it where we we said like that's not the case like I can the same is true about like I can only focus on what's right for me in my business 
I can only focus on what's right for my journey like what's right in my journey and there is no um winning over anybody I'm not in the I'm not in any sort of competition game or I'm not trying to change anyone's mind all I can focus on is what feels like the best route for me to take based on all of the things that I've watched and some of them might be wrong I have to notice within myself that some of the things that I have um that I've taken in that I've learned from uh, are in direct contrast with somewhat something that someone else has taken in and learned from and both of them will be from equally um acceptable um rightful sources you know there is no right path I can only I can only do what I feel is right to do yeah and I think this is a a beautiful example of something that I know that that we're both passionate about because of previous conversations which is another part of the coaching industry um being like you you pay for a coach you hire a coach because they know more than you they're more advanced than you they have some kind of specialized knowledge that you don't have and I think that guru culture is something that I really want to to break down like I I love being inspired by people I love you know seeing people who give me a different way of thinking or a perspective shift or impart some knowledge on me that they've learned and metabolized and brought out into a beautiful way that I can understand like I love that but it's not it becomes an issue for me if I then go they're better than me like they what they know is more important than what I know um yeah and I think it's really easy to do that it's really easy to put people on pedestals and idolize them and so you know if anyone listening to this conversation is like god yeah Emma and Alex know more about it you know if they feel like that about this like don't like look at what brought you to where you are with your beliefs about money look at your unique values and like own it like know that you are right and that no one can yes you can grow and learn of course always but yeah just I don't know there's something in that absolutely absolutely and uh, this was one of my big holdups before we started this podcast before we started having these conversations wasn't it like about who are we and like who are we (laughs) to talk about things um and it was like I don't have any knowledge I don't have any like wisdom to impart in something as as huge as a podcast and once we sort of took that off the table and we were just like let's just record our conversations then it was like oh that makes sense now because we everyone talks about stuff everyone sits down talks about various different things all the time so yeah 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 and and that's it you know it says it in the name it's it's just our conversations uh shared with the world the the conversations we have having anyway behind closed doors just published before yeah well Um, how about you that was quite quite a long I think we've still got time haven't we for to turn to something from you if you are willing (laughs) well I uh I was going to talk about a subject that I think probably needs a longer a longer space than we we maybe have today so maybe we'll do that for next week because I um 
just so I'm not being cryptic, about a week ago in a, a private conversation, Alex asked me, um, what does spirituality mean to you? And at the time I said, um, oh, I'll send you a voice note in the morning. It got to the next morning, I was like, how on earth did I think I was going to have an answer in 24 hours? I don't know. And, um, and you know, over the weeks since then, that has been developing and shifting and growing because there's so much I could say about this subject. And um, I think we probably need a full episode or at least half of a full episode. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we will park that because I think our conversation today needed this space that it's taken and I think that one will will need its space as well yeah for sure I appreciate that and I cannot I can't wait to to have that full conversation I think that's going to be that's going to be a good one is there anything else on on your mind anything small well I, I will just say one thing about it and not to get into the full topic but but just because I think it kind of sits nicely in what we've talked about today is that one of the one of the definitions that is making sense to me about about what spirituality means to me is um, spirituality for me is is beyond the duality of fear and desire, um, and and that that for me, I mean, I could talk about that just for an hour, but I think it's helpful in this conversation, right? Because the money stuff is very much living in the world of fear and desire, and. Yeah. And here's where spirituality has, I think, become bastardized by, um, you know, yeah. stuff because it, it spirituality is now being used in aid of um, being free from your fear, like escaping your fears and moving closer towards your desire. And for me, spirituality is not that. It, it's beyond that. And it's saying like all of this life, everything is god universe whatever you want to call it and and i heard um you know a big fan of michael stinger and his work and i heard him say people say they want to know god but god is everything god is disease god is like starvation god is hurricanes like you really want to know god like <laughs> and so it's going to be a and i think a really cool conversation to think about like what's beyond fear and desire um it's been a it's been an interesting question for me to ponder so oh that's so oh yeah that is that is a bigger conversation because it started didn't it from this from the question I was having some internal fury around (laughs) um, the creation of of suffering for myself and whether or not we can truly um be in ease and as we were saying I rejected the word ease because um, of how it has also been co-opted by the new age development um, but um, yeah under that understanding of, of fear and desire we have to um, have had suffering in order to be freed from suffering by spirituality <laughs> so this question arose within me of like but is it you know is that what it is and as someone i obviously know your journey and know you are much deeper within that that learning than I am or than I desire to be so it seemed it was a natural thing for me to be like well what does it mean to you tell me (laughs) give give me the alternative give me give me the lusciousness of spirituality um 
and yeah so I think that's a really interesting point and in that case mm. is there I mean there yeah I guess everything that we've been talking today is about being outside of that conversation around fear and desire with money it's about stepping it's about neither yeah yeah absolutely and I think when you can begin to see that you're trapped in this web of fear and desire on pretty much anything in life like there's an opportunity then to be like it, it you, all you can do from that is swing back and forth yeah right like you it, life is transient everything changes all the time so if you get what you desire you're sure as hell not going to keep it forever no yeah so if you're with living within that you are keeping yourself in the swing um there's something more and I think the trouble is our whole culture our whole society the reasons this is so hard is because everything in our culture um exists within that framework of fear and desire and we can't even imagine what's beyond it mm. we can't even imagine a life that exists outside of that and yeah. so that's why it's so hard our brains are just like trapped in it yeah um, so and, and and you know in the buddhist tradition like buddha said all suffering is as a result of desire and it's yeah. like yeah it keeps you trapped so yeah, bigger conversation. Can't wait to have it. <laughs> nice. Yes. And it, especially considering it's going to um it's gonna shift and change and deepen as well over the next week or two before we have that conversation. So Yeah, and uh and my entire lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, as always, no opinions are fixed. Everything <laughs> is subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows three years you'll be running a money course <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, it, it's possible you know I say <laughs> direct me back to this podcast and tell me what are you thinking but who knows <laughs> I don't know I never know the freedom to change beautiful <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you so much for bringing that subject it felt like a really rich one so I appreciate that thank you no, thank you for for going there with me yeah, beautiful.